This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world that the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden. Where we continue to follow the capture and killing of Osama bin Laden now. Those are just some of the scenes overnight as thousands of Americans gathered in celebration of Osama bin Laden's death. Former Navy SEAL Rob O'Neill says he has thought about the mission every day since that May Day in 2011. From multiple conversations you had with Rob O'Neill over the past year and a half, How'd you get and you described that his head kind of exploded yes. when you hit I, him. Yes, I actually hit him three times. I shot him twice when he was standing and once on the ground. That is the fucking American badass. We are not going for fame and we are not going for bravado. We are going for the single mom who dropped her kids off at elementary school on a Tuesday morning and then 45 minutes later she jumped to her death out of a skyscraper. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. I'm Rob O'Neill, and this is the Operator Podcast. Welcome to it. Welcome back, episode 72. We just uh, wrapped up 71 on Monday. This is the Operator Podcast. I'm your host, former Navy SEAL, Robert J. O'Neill. This is 72. This is what we call, we're calling now a bonus episode. We generally are going to now release every Wednesday for some consistency in life. I do like to throw some in every now and then. Uh, and I mention on social media at the operator podcast, especially um, that's well, that's the at the operator podcast on Instagram is the one you need to be following because at Makuya, I mention every time is restricted. M C H O O Y H Makuya is restricted, but uh uh, I mentioned when I talk about the podcast that I'm doing, that I'm trying to get more positive as I go, but today requires a bonus podcast on a Friday afternoon because of some recent events that had just happened that a lot of people are talking about. I thought it would be appropriate for me to give you my piece on what's going on. But on a positive note, I already started today off really, really well with... Uh, I'd love to get up and have breakfast that includes bacon and I know you do too because well you, I mean you can't eat your guns you can I mean you can eat anything if um if you have time that's how you eat an elephant right one bite at a time um but but bacon man I'd love to start with bacon and I've told you this before I'm just telling you now that you need to check out moink and get bacon from them moink is spelled moink like moo plus oink m-o-i-n-k and it's the best bacon in the world. You've heard other people talk about it. I've told you about it myself that I send these meat subscription boxes to my family in Montana. My brother Tom, who's on an episode with me, loves it. My father loves it. You should love it because it's bacon, and I shouldn't need to explain it more. It's um, it's uh, the the hogs are raised in all the right way. It's all salt and pepper and all that good stuff. It's a meat subscription uh, a meat subscription box company called Moink on a mission to fight for the family farm. They're lo located in rural America, run by an eighth generation female farmer. 
The animals are treated, uh, treated humanely. They're raised humanely. Their empo- employees are paid a living wage, and the quality, like the bacon, like the sauces, like the burgers, is better than anything you'll find in a store. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken. That is very important. Um, just with the way the whole um, natural cycle goes with the cows out there, the beef and lamb. Uh, sustainable, wild-caught Alaskan salmon. They'll bring it right to your door. I love getting those boxes. Moink farmers, they farm just like our grandparents did, which means Moink tastes like it should because the family farm does it better, and the Moink difference is a difference that you can taste. Unlike the stuff you see at the supermarket that are loaded with all kinds of crap, um, Moink gives you total control over what you get uh, the quality and you know where the source your food comes from. You get to choose every piece, every item that comes in your box every single month, like ribeyes, uh, chicken breast, pork chops, salmon fillets, all that stuff, much more. Plus, you can cancel at any time. Like I mentioned, I get it all the time and I ship it to my family. Everybody loves it. We're going to use it on the holidays. We always do. It seems like we're raising the damn animals ourselves. So um, you can help keep the American farming going by simply signing up at moinkbox.com slash the operator. Do it right now and you will get a year supply of free beef, the best beef you can imagine when you use code the operator at moinkbox.com. One year of the best beef, ground beef you've ever had at a limited time. So again, it's spelled moink, M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash the operator go to moinkbox.com slash the operator check out the bacon check out the sausage my personal favorite there is the jalapeno pineapple sausage everything you want there at moinkbox.com slash the operator so we are going to talk on a friday this is episode 72 like i just mentioned the bonus podcast slash the emergency podcast. The reason I'm doing this today, I wanted to talk to you because as you may have heard, the latest fad on TikTok is people reading a letter that was written by Osama bin Laden a year after 9-11 explaining why they hate us and why they fight us. I'm not going to read you the entire letter, but it is available. It was up on some websites for a while, taken down a year ago. But um, essentially, it's Bin Laden's reasoning for attacking. And it plays right into what a lot of leftists are teaching, brainwashing uh, our youth with right now. The key being victimization, professional victims, which is what we're teaching people now. And, and, And essentially, the response right now that we're getting from a lot of these younger folks is... Um, exactly what, what they've been taught. Um, we are the oppressor. We being the West are the oppressors. Israel's an occupier. And what bin Laden was saying is our civilians, our taxpayers, are legitimate military targets because with the money we give to our government, that money funds the planes and the bombs that bomb the innocent Muslim countries. And that funding from the Americans and the taxpayers funds the bases all over the Holy Land, all over the the world, all over the Muslim land. And that is why they attack oppressors' oppression. Israel's bad. Jews are bad. And basically, bin Laden is saying that they kind of just want to live in peace, but they, they needed to tell us in a language that only we understand that 
violence is what we understand and that's what we do to them. And what a lot of these people who have been indoctrinated into this way of thinking, you can actually hear them justifying bin Laden, which I never, I mean, I knew it would come to that eventually, but I didn't think it would be this quickly, although I'm not surprised because it talks about, uh, we used to think that the only acceptable violence is that of the occupier. They love saying occupier and they look at us as occupiers. They don't, they don't mention that every single piece of land was fought over everywhere, everywhere you go, it's fought over and it still is in a lot of places. Everyone's, everyone's occupied. Um, the white guy in America did not invent slavery. Did you know there were slaves in America before Europeans even got there? Did you know there are still slaves now? I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm by no means saying that's a good thing. Slavery is vile. It's been around. There are open air slave markets now in places like Libya and places in the Middle East. Uh, places that, that there is unrest. Did you know there were more African slaves in Brazil than in the United States? But we're teaching our folks that we invented it and we're the worst. And then we're also teaching victimhood out of that. Even though, as far as I can tell, because once in a while we do math on this show, as far as I can tell, no one alive right now was involved with slavery in the United States, but we're taught that way. And we're taught that we're occupiers. And they're almost... They're almost uh, encouraging what bin laden thought they're they're actually reading this and saying uh it's almost like the joke when people say yeah but let's talk about all the good ideas hitler had (laughs) it's like what the shit man but that's the way they're reading it and they're encouraging each other to go and find letter to america and read it and they're saying it's these people that were viral especially on tiktok we're talking 40 plus million downloads since uh since since yesterday that um, what, what it's telling me at first is they're telling people to go read it. It's telling me they've never read it before because this thing came out right after 9-11. So that's 2002. This letter from Bin Laden came out. They've never read it. They've never heard about it. That's what they're saying, too. It's like it's been hidden from them. Like the, the people in charge have hidden this from us, and you need to go find it and read it. It's going to change your life. It's not hidden from you. That's proof that we're not teaching our next generation history. That's that's all of it right there. We're teaching them, not to get too technical, but we're teaching them fucking bullshit. They didn't, re- that, that's recent history that we're not telling them the truth about. And then we're, we're implying about the evil occupation and the bad guys that showed up everywhere and always did this and, and they're sympathizing with Osama bin Laden. They love to throw names around. They love to call their enemy Hitler. I'm almost shocked that they're siding with Osama bin Laden. They're, they're, they're talking about the good ideas. It's 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 mind-boggling to me. And they they get on there and, and you can... T- when they do make an argument, it's usually when no one is debating with them. I'm talking about the loudmouths, the peaceful protesters, the rioters, the people with the masks on their, fa- on their faces that loot and burn shit down, those people. When they talk and there's no one talk because they'll just start screaming racist, fascist, homophobe, Islamophobe, xenophobe, arachnophobe. I got you there, spiders, you know what I'm saying? But the word they use when they're able to just talk to their phone and 
blast it wherever it'll go is that they use existential. Existential is the way they say it. Existential, which, which just they say they have a, a they, that means the the the, me, the existence of humanity, their entire existential existence or whatever has changed. They're saying this letter is so powerful; it's changed everything that they've ever thought. It's concerned with existence, especially human existence, as viewed in theories of existentialism. And they're saying this shit. They're saying this uh, letter that Osama bin Laden wrote has changed their lives. And and it's almost to the point where it's a fad, the TikTok fad, because if one person says, I found something, and you really should read this and get back to me because I want to talk about it in the comments, that's inspiring people to go look at it too because then all of a sudden it's like finding a new song on your playlist on Spotify or something that you found it, showed your friends, so you should get credit. I'm the guy that found this. Look at how cool we are. Oh, my God, we've been lied to the whole time. What Bin Laden did mention, but they kind of gloss over how he wants to live in peace or whatever the shit. I mean, go ahead and read it. Read the thing and realize who this guy is. Um, he mentions also that it has to be, you know, you need to embrace Sharia law. Which sucks. Especially a lot of these women that were on TikTok. I don't think they understand if if they weren't taught, if they if they had um the been the letter to America hidden from them, I doubt they know how Sharia law works. But feminists wouldn't like it. You you women well, I mean, I've seen in Afghanistan where women don't even leave um to call it a house is not fair. They don't leave the room they're in and they're covered up and 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 you cannot leave without a, a your husband or a male relative, and you walk behind him. And uh, women can't drive in Saudi Arabia, which is an advanced um, Muslim nation that does practice Sharia law. I mean, that's debatable too. Women driving, eh, got to get rid of something. Just saying, I'm totally kidding. But and it's not as simple as Sharia law. If you remember looking back at some of the videos when ISIS was rolling through Syria and Iraq. They're pulling over truck drivers who are Muslim and they're asking them to recite a prayer and they don't say the prayer exactly in the Wahhabist way they should, then they just execute them right there. That's not very friendly. That doesn't seem like tolerance. So, all, you know, with all of the great ideas that Osama bin Laden had, that comes with it. But they're getting it, and what? And one of the explanations that I heard from one of these young ladies was that thanks to TikTok, we're finally being told the truth. And here's the point of the podcast where I just literally try to ram my head through the wall next to me. Because of TikTok, do they know what TikTok is? I do not have TikTok for a reason. Because it's China spying on everybody. And there's an algorithm that someone wrote, and it fills the West with why the West is bad, and what you know why why we're occupiers, why we're so racist. That's how we're going to divide it. It's from China. I have listened to people who left China under Mao Zedong, and said they're seeing the same stuff the communists in China did there. They're seeing it here, but in China. They were dividing them by class, which you're not getting away with here because we all agree the rich should just pay their, pay their fair share, right? Even though, like, Thanksgiving's coming up and turkey's really fucking expensive. 
But what they can get us on because of our strength is diversity, because we are a melting pot, because we can bring in different um, cultures, different races, different religions, freedom of everything and speech and freedom freedom of religion um, to practice, to speak. We're, they're getting rid of that too. But because we have so many different people, what they can divide us by is um, is race. And that's what they're doing. And I've mentioned it before ad nauseum. And that's what TikTok is helping with. That's what TikTok knows. The communists knew a long time ago that if we can infiltrate the schools and teach them communism and fascism and to hate democracy, to hate their country, which they're doing, we can win. And China has not forgotten. Russia has not forgotten. The communists are playing the long game. The communists have infiltrated um, everything. They're in Hollywood. They've been in Hollywood for a while. They're in the Catholic Church. Way up there. Because they knew if they can if they can start bastardizing religion, that's going to get rid of the nuclear family, which is going to add to chaos, which it's doing. And what does chaos do? It breaks down the country because this country and one other country are the only ones standing in the way of the one world government. The, that other country, by the way, is Israel. Europe, I'm I'm looking at you, man. I ho- I want you to get involved with it. You talk about occupying a couple of those bridges the other day, man. That was that was pretty much a Hamas march. Not real good with the whole open border thing. Not really working that well. But that's that's what they're doing, and that's what they're trying to say. And they want they want the youth to to see this, and that's what the youth are doing. And I mean, if you can, if if you, a lot of these people that are saying this did not live through nine eleven. A lot of these people didn't know what it was like. Even even Democrats and Republicans were together on the steps of the Capitol building singing God bless America because now we're in a new world. Now we don't know what to do. Oh my God, now the devil is really here. What? Who's going to save me? Let's sing on the steps because the lawmakers aren't doing shit. They're not strapping on a helmet and start shooting. They need to go, they, well, they need someone to go fight. And that's when they realized the bad guy was here and that's the whole never forget. But the problem is we keep forgetting to never forget. That's it. So what's coming next? The chaos and the downfall of the country? Could be. I mean, look at the debt. Debt's bad. The dollar's going to collapse eventually. Electromagnetic pulse, the EMP hits. What if your phone shuts off and you can't drive your car? Can, can you survive? It's not real. Why isn't it real? Why, why can't you support yourself? One, you've never been taught. And two, you can't take your face out of your phone. You don't. I mean, do you have the skills to do it? Do you know where your family is? Shit like that. So... Um, this is all part of the thing, and they and and what China realized is because this country is so divided. But it's not even like we've got twenty different sides arguing different things. It's like the one side and the other, and you need to be on one or not the other. And if you're not on everything on this side, the left or the right, they don't like you. They try to cancel you. You ever read the comments <laughs> from either one? God forbid you go against either one of the Holy Grail there. But that's what the, that that's what they want, and that's what they're. Um, that's what they're getting. So China sees what's happening recently because we disagree with everything. We can't agree on anything. But then they see the, the political divide in this country about which side are you on. Why Why has it got to be sides? It's either pro-Israel, pro-Palestinian. And it gets so lost in that that we've got people putting Palestinian flags up, Taking down the American flag, that's over in, well, California, the People's Republic of California, the place where they just locked everything down so the Emir of China, (laughs) President Xi, could come over. Um, 
one of the one of the uh, high schools in California took the American flag down, put the Palestinian flag up. To me, that I mean, that's planting the flag, man. That's that's an act of terrorism right there. You don't you don't do that. But but the, but they're the the tearing down posters of um, kidnapped babies has become a um, a tactic of the far left. It 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 doesn't it doesn't solve anything. And most of the people don't even know what they're doing. They just know they saw it on TikTok. They don't know what they're doing. You think you honestly think they can tell you the seas and the rivers around Israel, which which country borders Israel on the north? <laughs> they probably wonder why the the West Bank is on the east of Israel. <laughs> what does that mean? But but TikTok's telling them to do it, so it's cool. So they're tearing stuff down. Then China sees something like this that oh they're divided. Now we can hit them with this. All we got to do is get an influencer to say maybe Bin Laden was right, and then they're going to start hating their own personal history. And that's what they did. And people are coming out here, and they're ta- I mean, change their lives, man. Go read it, and they're doing it. And and even from the his uh, even from his his grave in the sea, Bin Laden's in the, in the Bin Laden's in the damn headlines again. I wish that fucker just go away. But um, they saw that, they planned it, and now they got us divided again. You can't, I mean, to the point where if you're against Hamas, then you're pro-genocide, which is bullshit because they, they've never been taught, they being the people that are siding with bin Laden, have never been taught that Israel is not the occupier. Hamas is the occupier. Hamas doesn't give anything to this innocent civilians there. All the money that we give them, that Israel gives them, and the UN gives them goes to tunnels and weapons, not a single bomb shelter. They've been quoted as saying, oh, are the civilians, that's not our problem. That's the UN's problem. They're finding bombs behind MRI the, uh, <laughs> machines. They're, they're finding headquarters below um, the hospitals, knowing that when they bomb the hospitals, then they can say how awful Israel is. And, and they're, uh, Hamas is the... I mentioned a few days ago the way you could tell the good guy. Who would you rather be captured by, is the Israelis or Hamas? You don't even want to think about what Hamas would do to you. I'm talking to you right now. Here's an example that I don't. I've brought up, but I, I was recently just thinking of this. Uh, when I went into Osama bin Laden's bedroom and shot him, after I shot him, there were a few people left in the room. Bin Laden's dying right over here. The two people I'm looking at, one is his wife, Amal, his young wife, Amal, who'd been shot. She, she's hitting the leg, and then his two-year-old son is standing there. And and my first thought as a father was, this poor kid's got nothing to do with this. The, what happened right now has nothing to do with this kid. And I know other SEALs are going to be here in a second. I just want him out of harm's way. So I did put my hands on his son to move him next to his mom on the bed. The thought, it's one of those things that, it enters your mind as what could happen. Like, you know, if I just yanked the steering wheel into the curb, I can kill everyone in the car type thing. It did occur to me, this has been Laden's son, and this would help to wipe out the seed. It immediately left my head as an impossibility because we don't do that. Because we are the good guys. The leftists who yell at me about being too honest, the guys like me are the ones who will defend you when the devil comes, and he will. Look at what Hamas has done to babies. Those are not the good guys. And they need to be wiped out. This does not need to be a left side or right side or radical side. This needs to be the difference between good and evil. You need to get rid of them now. 
and it has to happen. They're the ones that could give up right now. Do you think Hamas is asking for a ceasefire? No. They don't want a ceasefire. They want death for everyone because they love death. We love life. They love death. They get to be martyrs. A martyr is when you die for your cause. That's what their version of Islam is, that they want to bring Sharia law to here to your peaceful uh, students who just want to live in peace under their version of Sharia law, or you're paying a tax at best, or you're getting your head cut, cut off when you're in that red jumpsuit that they did to the Coptic Christians in Egypt. That's that. I mean that that's that's what these guys want. It's not a left or right thing. You need to eliminate them. Do you remember, uh, you know, the Holocaust? And the Allies went into Europe, and we had to fight the Germans. We had to firebomb Dresden because we had to wipe out the Nazis. We had to get rid of evil, and you need to kill it. That is how you get rid of it. You do not negotiate with it. I'm pretty sure the Nazis didn't ask for a ceasefire. We sure as shit weren't going to give them one. The only people asking for a ceasefire now, it's, it ain't Hamas, but it sure is at the University of Columbia. They want a ceasefire. The the the, the people putting um, Islamic scarves on, on um, statues of Ben Franklin... You know they're saying they want they want a pause or a ceasefire. What do you think they're going to do with a ceasefire? Do you think Hamas is going to be carrying? A, Israelis take um, Palestinian victims and put them in their hospitals. Do you think Hamas does that? No. What are they going to do with downtime? They're going to reload, man. They have suicide suicide bombers. Hamas and and the and the the radical Palestinians were the ones who basically started before nine eleven started the suicide bomber thing and they they i remember first hearing about it i was at seal team two and we heard about suicide bombers and then they went to homicide bombers back and forth because we didn't know what to think because that is not how a normal person acts a suicide bomber this dude's blown himself up himself he's not going to live through the fight they did that so much it, you don't even bat an eye at it right now do you suicide bomber oh yeah, that happens no it doesn't fucking happen are you out of your mind those are not the good guys. Osama bin Laden was not a good guy. And the other issue, too, is I've said this. Other people who fought in combat have said this. Uh, analysts have said this. People that know the, uh, those parts of the world, they say that the bad guys have said they have the clocks, but we have the time. They're patient. They, they know what we're going to do, and they know that we're... Uh, we're flipping through our phones and we have the immediate satisfaction. We've raised people that really want to be not even winners. They want to get the trophy for participation and risk averse immediate satisfaction. Like I just said, this is what's happening now. And it, it goes back to what, how did we fail as parents? What did we do wrong? Why were we paid paying? Why did it take a, a bullshit government lockdown for parents to finally see what um, the school boards and the schools were teaching the porn they're putting out in there? Why did it take that? Because we're not paying attention to what our kids are doing. And that needs to stop because <laughs> the kids are going to grow up. But the unfortunate truth is that baby rats don't grow up to be bunnies. You, so you got we got to take care of our kids, police our own. And I know we can do it, but the loudest people are out there and they're saying shit like this. We got we're to, we are to a point that uh, college-age kids are defending Osama bin Laden. I, never, I, told, I told my daughter that on the phone just now. And her response so eloquently was, what the fuck? Are you serious? I'm like, And she goes, oh, I'm sorry, Dad. I'm like, well, yeah, but I mean, at least there's emotion in that and you're surprised. But um, but, but again, it's all these ideas that, that, that they come up with that uh, this is the far left that don't work. 
Um, defund the police, mask mandates, lockdowns. Oil is bad, can't do that. Climate change is going to kill us all. Stop having kids. Lower the standards. Oh, he's not good enough to graduate? Lower the standards. Put him through to Occupy Wall Street. Antifa, which is the ultimate. It stands for anti-fascist. But you got to go back to the admit nothing, deny everything, and make counter-accusations. Tell them they're the they're the person that's doing the stuff that you're actually doing. Fasc- uh, fascist. Uh, um, um, making up bogus charges against a political opponent so they can't get on the ballot is fascism. Cancellation. Fascism. Silence of people, fascism, lying blatantly, the media, mostly peaceful protests, the looting, free shit, college debt, just the taxpayer can pay it off, reparations, Hamas is good, everything against Israel, Israel's bad and oc- occupier, tearing signs down of kidnapped babies, burning the American flag, put up the uh, Hamas flag, um, we're to the point where men who say they're women get physically abusive with actual women who are defending women's sports. And that's normal. And if you disagree with that, you're anti-trans. Where are the um, where are the feminists on that one? Putting dudes in girls' locker rooms. The, ruining women's sports. I mean, we could take it all day long talk about that. Taking away guns from legal... Um, legal gun owners. Taking them away, which we're, we're seeing now, man. You don't look... Gun control, you don't have a gun to defend yourself, no one's coming for you. The left loves that stuff. Um, partial birth abortion, why do they love that so much? Celebrate that. I mean, we're talking about stuff that makes Satan smile. Silence your opponents, arrest your opponents, keep them off the ballot. There's a There was a cartoon that came out um, and th- uh, recently, and it was a... It was a... Um, a Hamas fighter, and he was he had kids and women and shit strapped to him, screaming babies. He had guns and bombs and all kinds of stuff, and and uh, he said something about a ceasefire. That's what the it was a cartoon satire, and uh, and I guess the Washington Post had it pulled because it's offensive. It's like that's that's exactly what's happening, but you're pulling it because you don't want people to read it. The media has a lot to do with this. The media. The way that it works, too, people like that, like big ones, like the New York Times or Washington Post, they kick stuff out on the wire that smaller um, newspapers pick up in di- like parts of Montana, where I'm from, uh, parts of Wyoming, you know, Arizona, Nevada, just places where um, they don't have the funding for all that stuff. So they get what they're putting out. And that means that you're getting that information that these elitists in D.C. and New York want you to know. And they're spreading this nonsense. There were some headlines, uh, one from CNN recently that says, a quote, arrest made in the death of Jewish protester who fell and hit his head. Okay. The Jewish protester was murdered by a pro-Hamas guy, hit him in the head with a um, with a megaphone, killed him. Arrest made in the death of Jewish protester who fell and hit his head. And then another one, I didn't write down, but this is another quote. It said, man involved in confrontation with Jewish protester who died, called 911 and cooperated with the police. Uh, the police. After he murdered him. That's the headline. To make it look like maybe he wasn't a bad guy. Uh, Here's one. CTV News. Their headline was Canadian peace activist Vivian Silver who went missing after Hamas attack has died. Yeah, she went missing because she was fucking kidnapped on a holy day from her home by Hamas, by terrorists. And then they murdered her. That's a different headline. But that's what they're putting out there. And for some reason, we always get the kids saying, uh, 
<sighs> Christian Zionist white supremacists. That's all they say, man. It's, it's just it's 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 the way they're spinning the bullshit that people are believing in. It's, I mean, I'm still I'm tired. Can hear myself talking. I'm, I'm trying to wrap my mind around college-educated kids defending Osama bin Laden. You know when a ceasefire comes at the end. Hamas throws down their weapons and gives the hostages back. It's all, it's done. If they stop doing their shit, it's done, and there can be peace. We didn't give the Nazis a ceasefire, but here, here's my solution. Here's what we should be doing. If you have not been to the 9-11 Memorial in New York, I, I encourage you to go. Uh, it is a chronological display of the events of September 11th. And, and I do encourage all of you people saying 9-11 was an inside job to go check it out too. Uh, regardless of what you think, people actually died. People were actually on those planes. When we went in to kill Osama bin Laden, knowing, expecting that we could die a one-way mission, we went for the people that jumped out of the towers because they were burning alive. They grabbed a stranger's hands. That, that The woman whose last gesture of human decency was holding her skirt down as she killed herself. It's not going to matter when you hit the ground, but she had to do that, her last gesture. Uh, the, the, the Burning alive, the people in Flight 93 that had heard because the terrorists are such scumbags. They'd let them make some calls and their family members were telling them planes had smashed into buildings and they knew they had a fight and they looked around for primitive weapons. What are you going to do? Can I make a seatbelt a weapon? How's my belt? Boil some water. Use the cart. We got to charge this and get them. They almost got them. Um, I don't give a shit what you believe as far as conspiracy theories. Uh, the the phone calls that were made, the la- and, and if you notice too, with the phone calls that were made, they didn't. Th- nobody talked about their credit card debt. No one talked about their student loans. They didn't talk politics or who was an officer, how Bush stole the election from Gore, whatever the sign of the times was. They talked about how much they loved each other. I, I pulled up a couple here. Um, there was a successful commercial real estate executive on 9-11, uh, Jim Gartenberg. He was on the 86th floor of the North Tower. And uh, he was cleaning his desk. He just uh, accepted a, 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 a new job offer and then after flight 11 at 8 45 hit the north tower he started making phone calls he called his wife uh his wife did not answer he called his best friend adam goldman and said adam there's a fire on the floor i'm trapped and can't get out uh mr goldman was now watching the smoking tower on his television and uh he said um he's trying to get him to calm down he said i can't stay calm i can't stay calm with you adam i'm afraid please get me out of here and he wants someone to get in touch with his wife um he finally did, um, and she said, they're coming for you, Jim. And um, that was it. We talk about uh, um, Melissa Dwy, who was 32, manager at IQ Financial Systems, on the 83rd floor of the South Tower. And that was the one that was hit by United Flight 175 at 9.03 a.m. And she was uh, she called 911 to say she was trapped. She said... Uh, Holy Mary, Mother of God, there's no one here yet. The floor is completely engulfed. We're on the floor. We can't breathe. It's very, very hot. Now, I want you to imagine the only thing you did that morning was go to work, and now you're burning. And she's talking to the 9-11, uh, 911 operator and said, uh, I'm going to die, aren't I? And, she, and the operator said, calm her down. No, no, no. And you can hear her say, I'm going to die. And then the operator just said, ma'am, just say your prayers. We want you to start praying with her. And she said, oh, God, it's so hot. I'm burning up. And she fell silent. The entire floor fell silent, and uh, the operator tried to talk for 20 minutes, couldn't hear her. She said, uh, I don't know if they're just unconscious. I can hear people breathing sort of. Um, 
Then it was dead and she, you know, South Tower collapsed. There's a story of uh, Oriole Palmer, who was the chief deputy of Battalion 7 on 9-11, who was among the thousands of first responders who headed for the site after the attacks. And he was actually a, um, he was a um, marathon runner, so he was in really good shape. And he was able to get the only elevator that was working up to the 41st floor, and then he ran up to the 78th floor. So these firefighters, another guy went up with them. Uh, that's 37 floors they climbed with all their gear running up in the heat. And these are men with families that, as other people were trying to get out to live, they were trying to go up to die. These are guys that didn't shake hands before they went up. They hugged each other, and this is going to be it. They went up there to die. And the only solace that a lot of people got after, uh, obviously, a lot of firefighters died that day, these these guys that got up to that point um, were able, to the people that were trapped, they were able to see these uh, FDNY guys, and that's giving them before their death just a little bit of hope and i don't know what they talked about no one knows what they talked about just the fact that a uh, qualified engineer and a marathon runner who was 45 years old was able to take his stuff and get up there and actually he fought to the death he fought to the end he um he fought until the, the towers collapsed so i what i would recommend is going to the south tower i want to uh, check out tunnel the towers uh frank siller runs a thing runs um a foundation that helps catastrophically injured or dead um, uh, first responders and, and uh, military. Um, Stephen Siller, his brother, ran through the ran through the tunnel to the towers. It's named after him. Um, and if you can just try to get a sense of the patriotism of that day, if you can go to that museum and see the the artifacts, you, there, there's a spot where there's I think five floors. They're maybe a few feet high because they were melted and smashed together and and. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, some people were never found. They just vanished. But the patriotism was there. The people That's what real Americans are. Real Americans are the ones running up the stairs into the fire. Real Americans are the ones that help each other out when uh, they, uh, they need help with a natural disaster. And they're out there. And we can get it back, but we need to. And it starts with our kids. We need to reinvest in what we're doing with our kids. We need to put... Take take a minute to put the phones down. I mean, I, I mean, we're all addicted to it. We all get on the phone. I'm on the phone all the time. It's commercial breaks. Don't be the person at the damn stoplight that has to look at your phone. Just look at if you're driving, just drive. But get with your kids. Try to teach. Make sure they know the history. Make sure you know. Get involved with the schools. What are they teaching them here? Do we know what the actual history is? Yes, history is written by the winners. But even though I mean, bad stuff happens all the time still now. But there was there is some good. There's there's always some good that comes out of it, and we just got to make sure we we we. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned the bad ideas that the left have. The right has bad ideas, and just you know, I'm not going to go through them. But they're out there. I don't feel like getting yelled at by everybody today. But know your history, or you're doomed to repeat it. But if you do that, you're never out of the fight.